You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Who are you going to call? So when you want to call, you dial that number. Call! It's the Jeep Talk Show Call-In Show with Tammy and Tony. They're going to be talking Jeeps with you. There's no show without you, so call in now. Just make the call. Good call! That's one call now. Hey, folks. Thanks for joining us. This is our fourth episode of the Jeep, Jeep Talk <laughs> Call-In Show. It's, it's contagious. I know. <laughs> this is where you get a chance to call in live and talk directly to Tony and myself. Don't be shy. Call in and share your thoughts. Ask your questions to a live person. And you never know, Josh may be joining us from time to time, depending on his schedule and the Roy no- road noise during his compute. <laughs> Roy commute. noise. I oh like that. God. <laughs> Tony, you cursed me. You know, but this show isn't about us, the host. It's about you. So call in now. You'll hear the show on your phone when it's your turn. You'll know. Just dial 302-202-1110 and enter the code 219 219- Eight three five. Nicely done. I uh, I can't do it any better, Tammy. So don't take my uh, my comments uh, at offense. I, I have to say though, if you have roid noise, you got some pretty damn scary hemorrhoids. You're, you're in big trouble. <laughs> I mean, I've made some noise, but if they're making the noise for you, damn. Anyway, <laughs> here in Texas, it's uh, it's actually wasn't so bad yesterday. It was kind of uh, kind of cooler because we had like rain the entire day. It was kind of freaky. I think that's what happens in the atmosphere, though. If, if when it gets to be so hot, God says, "Okay, you, you guys gonna get some rain for a little bit." So we had a lot of rain yesterday, which was great. Oh, that's good down here. Yeah, it was in South- really, really cool this morning here. It was oh, awesome. that's nice. That's a that's yeah. a, a precursor. So uh, down here in Southeast Texas, in the uh, Houston area, and uh, Tammy's way over there on the West Coast in Oregon, I think. Other coast. Ah, okay. The good coast. Mexico. No, 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 no. The Atlantic <laughs> coast. The nation's capital. So yeah. uh, let's jump over to uh, a call. I was telling the folks in the pre-show that uh, Nate was beside himself. And and we know Nate from uh, uh, the Jeep Talk Show where he does uh, our regular extreme segment. Anyway, he uh, he was beside himself because he didn't call. Uh, he didn't listen to the show last week. He didn't Isn't hear just- about the Jeep wave. Uh, that we talked about, and he had some definite opinions about it. So he he called in a voicemail uh, and uh, apologized and uh, gave us uh, his opinions on the Jeep Wave. So let's hear that now. Hey, guys, it's Nate, and I just had to call in, get something off my chest, feel this immense burden of shame. <laughs> I let you guys down. Uh, this past Tuesday, I missed the, the live recording of Episode 3 of the Jeep Talk call-in show. And you guys talked about something that uh, I have a lot of opinions on, the Jeep Wave. But, uh, and then you didn't get any callers except uh, poor, uh, what was his name, Rich, Rick? Um, good thing he called in. I hate to see you guys not get any calls. It's going to happen. So uh, I thought I'd call in <laughs> and uh, chime in a little late on your topic. Uh, the Jeep Wave is something that uh, is a, a cherished tradition amongst all of us Wrangler drivers. Um as far as Cherokees are concerned, I have to admit, I don't wave to a lot of Cherokees unless they're heavily modified. Uh, and then I also have to say that uh, nobody waves at me while I'm driving my Patriot. I feel very <laughs> sad about that. But, um, well, I guess I'll survive. 
So uh, I, I also noticed what uh, what was talked about on the show with your caller and uh, amongst you and Tammy, um, that uh, a lot of JK drivers, especially the unmodified crowd, uh, don't really wave much. Um, when I had my Jeep off the road for a while and I was working on the spring over on the old YJ and I finally got back on the road, I had been out of a Wrangler for a while. You know, I hadn't been driving it much, and I was expecting to get right back into the waves, and the crowd seemed to have changed. I wasn't getting any waves from all these newbies in their uh, JKs, and that made me sad, too. But uh, at any rate, um, I'll try not to miss any more shows. Uh, I feel very, very, very bad about that. Maybe. Maybe not. I think I slept early that night, so that was probably good. Anyway, keep up the good work, guys. Thanks. Bye. There's nothing scarier uh, than a man with an emotion. Uh, it's <laughs> yes. You know, it's funny talking about the Jeep wave. Today I was leaving work to go pick my son up from driving class, and I'm getting ready, waiting to turn, and here comes this lifted Cherokee, and I'm like, yes, and I waved, and he waved back. My oh. first, cher- my first Cherokee wave. Well, you're lucky you're lifted. Uh, yeah. I, you know, if I see somebody waving at me, I try to wave, uh, anyway, um, irregardless of, uh, of what they're, what they're driving. But frankly, and I think I've stated this before, if somebody's waving in my direction, it's like a pretty girl looking at you and smiling. You go, you know, you want to turn around and look, you, you talking to me? <laughs> is, yeah. Was that, was that directed at me? I don't think what? so. There must be somebody behind me. So right. I'm figuring they're, they're waving at somebody that's behind me or, you know, the general vicinity. But uh, uh, I've had enough uh, Jeep waves that, uh, but it's always that delayed thing. Like, oops, uh, yeah, here you yeah, go. Yeah, I know. You're like, whoa, sorry. I guess you could, uh, I, Tammy, have you ever had this, this situation? Because I know how guilty you women can feel. Have you ever missed a Jeep wave and then actually oh. track somebody down to, to oh, no, I reciprocate the wave? No, no. <laughs> okay, but lady. I do feel really, really right. bad. <laughs> so I apologize to everyone who's ever waved at me and I missed your wave. I'm sorry. But in case you didn't get it, that's what our discussion of our topic of discussion was last week. Mm-hmm. Do you Jeep wave? But this week, we want you to call in and tell us about your Jeep. What kind of Jeep you drive? Do you wheel? Where do you wheel? You know, you've had a Jeep for over 20 years. Do you go wheeling, Tony? I have been wheeling, uh, not very often. Uh, a lot of it has to do with, uh, I can't remember, have you banned me from talking about the, the problem? That I was having for so long. Oh, on this show, you can. We're not okay. sick of it on this show yet, so uh, go ahead. None of, none of the places that uh, the parks that you can legally go wheeling in are anywhere close to me, so it's at least an hour's drive. And there are, you know, certainly is a highway or two involved. So one of the hardest things for me to do was to justify putting my engine at risk by the, the uh, running hot on the highway issue, just simply so I could go play. So if you guys want to, you can give us a call. We uh, have the phones open, 302-202-1110, and then you'll be asked for a code. Just put in 219-835. Uh, you can join the, the show at any time, not just when you're ready to talk. Uh, whenever you uh, uh, call in, you will hear the live audio from the show. So what we want you to do is tell us what kind of Jeep you drive, do you wheel, and where do you wheel? Tony was just telling us about where he wheels or is going to wheel in the future. And actually, Tony, you kind of sparked a job idea for me. Okay. I th- I'm going to contact Google and ask them if I can be their Google off-road vehicle and do all the trails. Oh, that would be kind of cool, wouldn't it? That would be the best job. Where I wheel, it's up in the mountains, coal, old coal mines. So there's lots of rocks, 
and my, and landmines, if I remember yes. right. Yes, lots of landmines. <laughs> no, and there's like lots sinkholes. Oh, they, they always make good. me nervous. Yeah, certainly should. Um, so sometimes it's like oh, this really narrow road, and there's this huge sinkhole, and I'm like, oh, please don't let me sink. So the sinkhole um, wasn't there because of the the digging in the. Uh, it's not like a mine shaft that's actually the the top of it has collapsed, is it? That's what people say. Hmm. So yeah, must be like uh, Swiss cheese up there. Yeah, but that it's really fun. There's lots of obstacles, lots of natural obstacles, um, hill climbs, rocks, water, not not so much sand or mud. Hmm. And I've actually never taken my Jeep out on the beach. I don't know if anyone else out there has taken their Jeep out on the beach, but I would love to get some tips on, you know, I don't know, do you put it in four low when you're on the beach? I guess you could, I, depending on how I, fast you want to go. Right, I know you... I know you're supposed to air down your tires. Yeah, I'll give you a big tip. Make sure you wash it off really well because of all, all that salt water, even yeah. the spray. Well, yep. we got a call, so uh, let's get over to this. Uh, hey, uh, thanks for calling. Who are, are we talking to? Name here is uh, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hello. Well, Chris, tell us what kind of Jeep you have and uh, what kind of wheeling you do. When's the last time you went? Well, actually, I don't have a Jeep. I'm in the market to get me a Jeep. Oh. Well, that's almost as good as having a Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> you got the what? you got the right mindset. <laughs> yeah. What kind of Jeep are you thinking of getting? I want to get me a uh, a Rubicon if I if I can uh, find me one. They're sort of hard to find. Yeah, they are. Um, the used ones, anyway. I guess a lot of people buy those things. Yeah, up. And, and they're so uh, the prices is they're so expensive too. Even the older ones. Yeah. Yep, Jeep Wranglers hold their value very, very well. They are, yeah. um, I guess they're very well, they're very much sought after. And uh, nobody likes to pay the price for a new one. So you got a lot of people wanting to pay the price for a used one, hence the, the high prices. Uh, so, yes, uh, I just uh, I got a question uh, as far as the older Jeep, Jeep Wranglers, like the, uh, what is it? Like the 2011s, I think, and before with the uh, 3.8 engine is. Mm-hmm. I just uh, want to find out about uh, you know reliability and you know and stuff like that. What size do you have, Tammy? I'm getting I get them confused since I don't yeah, have. Yeah, I have JK. the 3.6. Okay, the newer ones. So it was the no, 3.8 that has right, some problems. Th- yeah, the 3.8 did have some problems, and actually, we talked about was it last week's show. Or the show before that, episode 241 or 242, we did have some discussion about the 3.8 apparently is not as reliable as the 3.6. Right. So I think you're going to want to be looking for the 3.6, Chris. Yeah, that's what I've been looking for. I found a few of the, uh, you know, like 2012, 2013, uh, just... There are lots of money. Trying to pay off some bills and uh, get enough money to make a good down payment on one or something. Mm-hmm. So, now, are you looking at the two door or the four door? Uh, I sort of had my eye on the two door. Mm-hmm. I think you'll find that the two door is a, a much more maneuverable off road, uh, but uh, not yeah, quite as handy, huh? It it is. Yeah, so not quite as handy uh, for for moving people around, but. Uh, 
uh, certainly get you in and around uh, small objects, which is uh, or, or, or even large objects off road, which is one of the cool things about a Jeep. It's a, a go anywhere vehicle, uh, literally, figuratively, and literally. So, um, yeah, uh, have you, uh, were you interested in all uh, in an older Jeep? Because I think you might be able to get a better price and certainly not have uh, as many issues with uh, the, uh, the engines if you looked at the TJs, which would be. Uh, 2006 uh, or earlier, I think, uh, seems like 97, 96 is uh, when the TJ starts and they go all the way to 2006. I've uh, looked at a few, but, uh, you know, online, just uh, trying to gather information on the different motors and, uh, you know, just trying to get a feel for them. So the, the TJs have the, uh, the 4.0 liter, which is a straight six cylinder. And uh, if if you haven't heard, those are uh, they routinely do uh, upwards of three hundred thousand, sometimes more, uh, three hundred thousand miles. So even if you got one that had a hundred and fifty thousand miles on it, uh, that's about half the life of the engine. Now, just to let you know, PA Jeep Freak, he's in our chat room, Chris, and he says he has the three point eight, and he hasn't and had any problems with it, and he says it runs good. So that's just from another Jeeper. On the three point eight, but well, all- that's what I've read. I said, uh, you know, uh, some people have had a bit of problems out of them, and some of them, some of them has been uh, uh, not very reliable. Yeah, well, I guess it's like a lot of things. I know uh, Chevrolet engines, uh, you know, back in the uh, the late sixties, they they were great until you put your foot in them too much, and then you could break uh, break some journals. Um, so they had a had a reliability issue depending on how you drove them, how you maintained them. Uh, I hey, like so, I like the idea of the 4.0 that you don't have to do much to it other than start it up and put gas in it and it, it does it keeps going pretty much no matter what you do to it. Now Chris, were you wanting the the Rubicon so you can go off roading? Well, uh eventually probably. Right. And now you say eventually. Why why do you say eventually? Well, to get everything, you know, uh get the the tires the way I want it and you know, just to gradually build it up to go right to go wheeling now see that's what i thought that's the reason why i thought you said that and uh if you're not aware will make you make you aware you don't have to do a thing to a jeep uh cherokee or wrangler especially rubicon except take it off road because you can take it off road straight from the factory floor in fact tammy was doing that up until just recently when she had her lift and, and larger tires put on it, and she was doing just fine. Jeeps are very capable vehicles straight th- from the factory. Uh, the, it's a lot of fun building them up, and you can do a lot more uh, with them when, when you build, build them up, but there's a lot that you, you would be shocked how much you can do with a stock Jeep. Yeah, I, um, I went on the, the easier trails, and then once I lifted it, I started doing a little bit more difficult trails, but the Rubicons are amazing. Thank you very much for calling in. We're oh. gonna we're gonna jump over to uh, uh, our uh, other Thanks, callers Chris. as they as they call in. And uh, but really appreciate you taking the time to uh, call in. And if you're not watching and listening to the Jeep Talk Show that we uh, broadcast live Thursdays at 10 p.m., uh, please consider doing that. And uh, we'd like to like for you to keep us updated on your Jeep search and uh, what you finally get. And most yeah, importantly, most importantly. What color that you get? Because uh, we all know Don't. the color is ooh, red jeeps so are sexy. Important. <laughs> oh, Chris, do not get a red jeep. 
No, but Chris, please let us know once you get your Jeep and keep us posted. And um, welcome to the family. <laughs> All right, we got another caller. Let's uh, let's see who we who we have. Uh, hey, caller, thanks for calling in. Did I double click that? There we go. Uh, thanks for calling in. Who are we talking to? Uh, Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, Scott. I get to add names as we get people on here. Tonight. We're good. How are you? Good. Um, I'm Colin. I have a uh, 2013 um, JK two-door hey. manual. Primarily when I first got it, it was completely stock sport. It wasn't a Rubicon. And, and you know, like the previous caller said, you know, about building it up, I had it completely stock and just a sport. It wasn't a Rubicon. And I went on minimum maintenance roads, um, and hills out west in Nebraska from where I'm from and um, all the way to Tuttle Creek, if you guys know where that's at or if you've heard of that. It's Tuttle more like Creek? towards um, the uh, Iowa-Nebraska border. Okay. So and it's, it's a little bit more aggressive trails. Right. But soon did I find out that I needed to get... I needed to add more to my Jeep just so I can go on on bigger trails. What difficulty did you have? What what was the need for for lifting it higher, and uh, what did you find? My biggest thing was it wasn't the need that I needed it. I just kept seeing other Jeeps around me. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't go. (laughs) So that was my biggest um, thing is I could see other Jeeps going somewhere that I couldn't. I thought, well, it's time for to get bigger tires. Right. Well, when you say you could, when you say you couldn't go, did you actually try, or did you just think I don't have the ability to do that because I'm not built that that much? Well, it was kind of a little bit of the both. Um, when I got my Jeep, I had sold the motorcycle, the truck I was driving because JK's 2013, and I got it in 14, so it was expensive for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm, so it was also it was also my daily driver. So I was yep. a little bit more leery of going down the certain trails, mm-hmm. you know, not wanting to break something or because they're Jeeps are a great vehicle, but they're not bulletproof. On oh, no. no, no, not at all. True. Very few, very few of us are bulletproof, <laughs> yeah, whether, know, whether right? it's a Jeep or a person, but you can certainly feel that way. So I think you answered my next question, which is how long you've had it. How many miles do you have on that, uh, that, that Jeep? Well, when I first picked it up, it had only had 6,000 miles. Oh, my goodness. That's and, great. Yeah, and it is my daily driver, but with my work, I get a work truck. So if I'm not, I'm usually driving that, and it's only on the weekends or in my time off that I'm actually driving the Jeep around. So I only have 20,000 on it right now. Okay. Oh, wow. And and what engine do you have in it? I have the 3.6, the newer uh-huh. one. Okay, so it's not going to explode and kill you and take out half the state in the process. <laughs> So that's uh, that's a yeah, good thing. I know, right? <laughs> now, the most important question is, what color is your JK? And, and remember what I just played about the red Jeeps being sexy. Okay. <laughs> no, it is. It's not the billet silver. I guess that year they had two silvers, and to be honest, I don't remember what it was—a darker metallic silver. Well, that sounds I pretty. Remember the actual name of it. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it sounds. So, you, did yeah, you hear well, the? Did you hear the, the disappointment? Cool part was, <laughs> did you the, hear the disappointment of Tammy's voice? It was, <laughs> when I tried to get a paint chip for it, 
you know, where you go and try to get paint because you get a scratch or something. Mm-hmm. I had to specifically go to Mopar to get that particular paint chip because nobody carried it. Um, so I, you know, I was able to get yeah. the PR four, I think is the color, uh, that's on my Jeep and my wife's TJ. Uh, and, uh, I was able to get that at the Dupacolor, uh, or actually through Dupacolor at, uh, the local O'Reilly's. I, I guess O'Reilly's is everywhere, but, uh, just the yeah, auto parts I, place. I, I tried over, I, I tried them and nothing. Hmm. Interesting. Huh. I, I, I guess it's a very, fairly rare paint. My dealer is an awesome dealer, so they gave me a good deal on it. Oh, that's good. So how often do you go wheeling? Uh, as often as I can. Whenever I've got some free time, I'll just, we have tons of minimum maintenance roads around here. So uh, if you've ever been down a minimum maintenance road in the Midwest, it's almost like a stage three trail. Mm-hmm. It's never gets maintained. It's got ruts that are at least 12 inches deep, um, if not deeper. And I'm sure you never know what kind of condition it's going to be in because when it rains and 18-wheelers or whatever goes through there, uh, it, it could be the, the terrain, I, I would imagine, will, will vary quite a bit. Oh, absolutely, all the time. And, you know, through the process of starting, and I have gotten stuff for my Jeep. I put a, a three-and-a-half-inch lift on it and um, some bigger tires, 35-inch tires. Yeah. And I'm able to go through some of those um Fairly well. The only thing I haven't done is I haven't put a uh, sway bar disconnect, so I'm kind of limited ah, yeah. because I don't have a, Ru- a Rubicon. Mm-hmm. So I guess what I'm I'm looking for is, and I've tried to look at forms and I try to look around. What is better as far as a disconnect or one of the anti-rock, the rock jock brand? I don't have to disconnect, but I I've heard a lot of good things about the anti rock thing, but personally, I <laughs> I think I would go cheaper and uh, and just do the sway bar disconnects. So anyway, that's just that's just the way I look rec- at it. But but keep do you in recommend mind any kind of brand. I'm sorry. Do you recommend any kind of brand? Um, you know the only ones that I've seen that I like are the um, JKS. Uh, because they they actually stay okay. they actually stay connected uh, to the sway bar, and you just pivot them out of the way. I never like the ones that you completely remove, and you have to throw them in your jeep someplace, and then you got to find them, and then you got to find the pins, and then you got to put all that stuff back together. Uh, I, I would much prefer something that stays connected and has all the parts there in the same basic same place that it's at. Now I have some uh, uh, I, I want to say Rubicon Express, but I have Rough Country. Uh, sway bar disconnects on my Cherokee and they're starting to pop and they were $69 when I got them, which I love the price and, and they've worked for many, many miles and I'll probably get those again. But, uh, the JKS is, is the only ones I've seen. Uh, and I do believe the, they have those for the uh, TJs and the JKs as well. Okay. Well, that makes more sense. Oh, they're about 180 I bucks. Know, I believe. I, well, you, I've been looking around and, and I, I just have a hard, hard time justifying spending an enormous amount for like what the anti-rock <laughs> yes. way bar versus that's a, a that's dip. exactly the way i am I, right. I, I would much rather use my hands and uh just uh, just go in there and do it well scott i can't thank you enough for for giving us a call uh we do have another caller that i want yep. to go over scott, to before they, before they jump jump away but uh, again keep us posted uh, it, yeah that's exactly what i was going to say please keep us posted what's going on you can uh Go over there to jeeptalkshow.com and uh, post comments uh, on the show. Uh, you can come over to uh, Wrangler Talk 
and post up pictures of your uh, your rig and things that you're doing. And, uh, of course, don't miss our Jeep Talk Show. All right, so the next caller there. Hey, this is uh, uh, Tammy and Tony. You are live on the Jeep Talk call-in show. Who are we talking to? Hello, this is John. I've got a uh, 99 Jeep TJ, and I was hoping just to talk about what I thought was some of the best mods I made. Well, please, okay. please go Love right ahead. Okay. Um, last year, I took my high-speed uh, manual transmission out and uh, put an automatic uh, RH32 in there, and for off-road capabilities, it's been amazing. Well, now, how bad a sw- swap over was that? Was there a lot of things that you had to do, or was it pretty straightforward? Um, actually, I found on Craigslist um, a 2000 TJ that uh, had just uh, gone through the Amco transmission rebuild, and a few weeks later, that T-bone oh, no. totaled. So I was able to get everything out of that. So um, now I'm, I'm not the world's best mechanic. It took me about a month to do it. I did it all myself. But um, yeah, you know, there's a number of things to do. You got to the computer, the PCM, of course, the transmission, um, a number of things. But, you know, if you've got an Internet connection, it's all out there. Just uh, doing yes. some research. So yeah. if I could do it, probably just about anybody could. So uh, let me um, let me ask you the most important question about your, your TJ. What color is it? <laughs> it's desert coral. It's uh, a tan color. So. See, as long as you don't say red, Tammy's going right, to be happy. I'm okay. <laughs> Any color but red. <laughs> So, John, do you take your Jeep wheel in off-roading? Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, I took it on the Rubicon Trail about a month ago. Over the, Are you serious? Uh, a little longer than a month ago, over the 4th of July. I'm so jealous. Um, How was that? Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was a blast the second time I did it. Um, I had, uh, I've only got 33-inch tires, so mine had kind of smaller tires. But, wow. Um, I got lockers on the front and back. and. Any rock, but my, my theory is um, get good traction and, and have really good skid plates. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be lifted up because I kind of like that lower center of gravity. So you weren't lifted at all either, and you had 33 inch tires, and you made it through the trail. Oh, uh, yeah, I've got um, I've got a two inch lift, and then a, okay. a one inch body mm-hmm. lift on that. So it's, it's got enough lift to, to clear the 33s, but. Um, I definitely left some marks on some rocks there. Uh, I can um, imagine. Uh, I, I've heard that you I can't get. To like a, I've heard you can't road, get through the Rubicon without leaving marks. Gas tank, good. So, John, how long have you been uh, in the Jeep family? Uh, just over four years. I never really went wheeling. And then, uh, wow. Four, a little over four years ago, I found this on uh, on Craigslist, and it was a stock uh, Sahara. And uh, really wasn't a, a big mechanic type person, but I just started buying some tools and getting on the internet, and just kind of fell in love with working on it, and then taking it off road. Well, they're very easy to work on. Uh, once you you learn how everything goes together, it's uh, real easy to understand. It makes sense, and uh, the the best thing about it is is that whenever it breaks or starts making a noise, you go, you know, I bet you I know what that is, and then you go look at it and go, yep, and then for. You know, anywhere from thirty bucks to a hundred bucks, you've got it fixed. Yeah, I've I've uh, heard a number of those noises. Uh, <laughs> the, the noises that I always think about the most are the ones that come for a while and then go away, and you wonder when they're going to come back. But, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they are easy easy vehicles to work on. So I don't think you said what lockers are you using. Actually, I'm using uh, uh, automatics, uh, both um, 
on the front, I got a, uh, a Spartan with, in the Dana 30. And in the back, I got a Dana 44, and I got a Power Tracks uh, no-slip. And so that's a little uh, different to handle, having a locker in the back. Um, it's not my daily driver. It does kind of push around a little bit. got to kind of get used to driving with an uh, automatic locker in the back. It tends to want to go straight. Um, wouldn't recommend it if it's going to be your daily driver, but uh, for me, what I use my G port, so it's, it's a nice setup. Yeah, lockers are wonderful. I I, I have to uh, uh, drop some money and uh, go get these ARBs that I bought for mine uh, in there. I'm I'm very anxious to uh, to see what uh, wheeling's like with it. You know, I've actually had some people tell me uh, you need to do wheeling without lockers, or maybe wheel without them turned on because it's just too easy. <laughs> And I'm thinking to myself, easy's good. I like point and shoot. <laughs> I've, for the, you know, past the first 10 times that I went wheeling, I didn't use my lockers at all. Just recently since I've been lifted and I've been on some tougher rocks is when I started using my lockers. I think it's a good way to learn, you know, yeah, because uh, you can't, uh, the lockers should always be there available, but sometimes things happen, especially if you, if, if you're using an ox locker that has uh, cabling uh, if something happens to the cabling, you still need to be able to get your your uh, find your way through your the, the obstacle that you're in, and uh, like on the ARB air lockers, the uh, airline comes undone, and uh, same same thing. Uh, you, your lockers may not be available to you. Well, John, I can't thank yeah, you enough for. Um, um, I'm sorry. The automatic lockers, the automatic lockers, um, they're a little simpler. Um, the, the disadvantage is you can't completely disconnect them, mm-hmm. but um, there are less things to go along with them. Yeah, and, and and the great thing is, uh, in the way you're using it, since you your Jeep isn't a daily driver, you can just put those things on there and uh, drive it out to the trail or tow it out there, use them off road, and then go back to uh, something that has open diffs uh, for driving back and forth to work. So uh, that's that's a great thing. Now, of course, mine is my daily driver. Maybe one of these days I will uh, have another vehicle, but. God, I just hate the idea of leaving my Jeep at home. I, I enjoy oh. driving my Jeep every day. And, my uh, Jeep would be sad. Yeah. So, John, thank you very much for giving Thanks us a call. A lot, John. And uh, we hope to hear from you in the future. And, again, same thing uh, to you as we were telling the other callers. Please keep us up to date with what's going on with Jeep. I'd love to see some uh, some pictures of it. Uh, you can uh, visit us over at wranglertalk.com, which is a, uh, a whole bunch of uh, websites and podcasts and everything that are all grouped together in a, a happy little family. So, um Anyway, that's uh that's great. Anyway, let's see. Oh my gosh, Tammy, I've been we've been talking and having fun. Do you know we're eight minutes over our showtime limit? I know. That's I awesome. No I love idea. all those callers. So much fun talking to you guys about what uh, the Jeeps that you have. And uh I, I'm just gonna tell you, I'm just gonna put a little bug in your ear. When I ask or Tammy asks what color Jeep you have, say red. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Then my face will get red. Because that will upset Tammy. And we like an upset Tammy because, you know, we like good, we like teasing the girls. So I think, I think all immature men are the same way, Tammy. (laughs) Folks, you know, this isn't our only show we do. We also do the Jeep Talk Show podcast. And Tony, Josh, and I record that every night or every Thursday night at (laughs) 10 o'clock. Josh just panicked. Ten o'clock central, um, and this Thursday I have a segment. It's called Wrangler Talk, and I'm going to talk about adjusting my headlights. And 
I'm going to tell you about why my Wrangler thinks it's a Cherokee. <laughs> yes, I was or a so Patriot. upset. <laughs> and I just found a new product on the tra- that will help you out on the trail. So tune in and I'll tell you about it. And you let me know if you've used it and if it works because I could have used it today. <laughs> That's but great. you got to tune in Thursday. It's a great at- teaser. Yep, www.jeeptalkshow.com, and we'll be live starting at 11 o'clock Eastern, 10 o'clock Central. All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. We really appreciate you calling in, and like Tammy said, uh, you need to join us uh, this coming Thursday, 10 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Just come right back here to jeeptalkshow.com. If you're watching us uh, on YouTube, uh, you can, uh, if you join us live, you get the benefit of the chat room that you could go in there and chat with other people that are watching the show. Uh, all those little side conversations that are going on, sometimes they can be very distracting to us because we'd like to get in on them too. Of course, Tammy does that sometimes. She'll be looking at chat and typing, and then it's her turn to talk about something. I know, something. and I like, forget. <laughs> like we did because you're having so much fun talking to all these callers tonight. Just wonderful. Thank you very much. for. And I know it's nerve-wracking to call in. Uh, uh, we're used to hearing ourselves talk and uh, used to people not laughing at us, or at least not too much. <laughs> for being on here and doing this stuff. So I know it takes a lot of courage to call in. We really appreciate it. Everybody's welcome. Uh, we, we love hearing about Jeeps, and especially you people that are looking at buying a Jeep. And hopefully we can uh, help spend some of your money. So folks, thanks. And we will look forward to hearing you from you next Tuesday at 8 o'clock Central. Same place, same time. Same bat channel. You have to be old to know that one. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. (laughs) Yes. Bam. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Have a good week.